Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Yo, 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 what is up? It's your boy Sterles. It's your boy Sterles in here, and the Buffalo Bills are the AFC East champions four years in a row. The Buffalo Bills took it to the Miami Dolphins, 21-14, and then Bills are the number two seed in the playoffs. How you like that? At 6-6, six and six, we were talking about this team not making the playoffs. We are talking about Sean McDermott being fired. We're talking about Josh Allen needing to step it up. We talked about Stefan Diggs. Is he wanting out of Buffalo? And guess what happened tonight? Your Buffalo Bills over the last five weeks have been one of the best teams in the NFL, and they have secured the number two seed along with the AFC East. Miami Dolphins have been talking a lot of smack all season. And even some of us Bills fans thought, you know what? We'll let you have the division. But guess what? Tennessee came knocking on the door. Baltimore came knocking on the door. And them boys couldn't keep it up. They couldn't keep it up. And so the Buffalo Bills, from the shadows, have taken the AFC East. The Buffalo Bills are on their way to the Super Bowl starting next week. Yes, sir. We are starting for the Super Bowl, I'm set, I'm calling right now. Bills going to the Super Bowl, baby, all the way. You know, I don't know if y'all know that meme where they talk, where they say, "Uh, yeah, they had us in the first half." <laughs> oh, if I had a cigar right now, I'd smoke it. It feels so good right now, man. It, it feels, I, you know, whoo, you, you, oh man. I just gotta laugh. I have to laugh at the Miami Dolphins. I got to because it's hilarious. It's so funny. 
Marcel Water, what's up, man? He said, go Bills. Yes, sir. Randolph Moore, my guy. Let's go number two seed. Richard Russ, beast of the East, baby. <laughs> John Taylor, unbelievable with Deontay. Godly. Oh, man. Jenny Tay. Hey, hey, hey. Let's go, Buffalo. AFC East champs. Yes, sir. We're going to be the representative for the AFC in the Super Bowl. That's what I'm talking about. Yes, sir. And guess what? I got my dog in here. Going to bring him in. Oh, bro, Poe. How you doing, bro? She, you know, they had, you know, they did, you know who they had in the first? They had everybody else, but they didn't have, they didn't have me and you. They didn't have us, though. We were six and six and we were chilling. We were chilling. chilling. We would like, we would change some things up when, when the game's at the end of them, but it's all good. It's all good. We're were here you, now. Were you sipping your tea? Cause I was sipping my tea. Oh, absolutely. Oh, I was sipping, sipping tea. I'm all, I, I, got this, I, I told you I got the script. That's what, I, that's what I've been saying. J Poe got the strip. I, I listen, I'm a little parched. I'm gonna give me a little drink right now. Shoot. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. It just feels it just feels good. Absolutely. It just feels good. You know, I ain't gonna lie. I was worried. I'm not worried about the game, but just like just worried. Like, I just need them to get get in there and get this done so we can get up out of there, get this number two seed, and we're gonna get them Steelers in Buffalo next week. That's what I'm on right now. That's what I'm on. Because that game, like, after the preseason game, they were talking about shit, those Steelers fans. So, I'm I'm excited for that one. They, You know what? Now now you're coming to Buffalo, which, I mean, it doesn't matter for Steelers because they play in the cold weather too, but you're coming to Buffalo with that offense that they put out there. No T.J. Watt? Bruh. Come on, man. Man, I'm telling you right now, the Bills winning that game. The Bills are going to be representing AFC in the Super Bowl. I'm telling y'all right now. So ironic. So ironic. I've seen, and I posted this on Twitter, I've seen a post um, of Mc- Isaiah McKenzie's punt return against the Dolphins in the preseason game uh, like mm-hmm. two or three years ago. And somebody said, Deontay Hardy hasn't shown <laughs> any type of flashes like this. Um, and I, so that was a miss for being getting Hardy over McKenzie. And then Hardy comes into this game right away and just to the crib, yeah. 96 yards. That's yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, we got a, we got a, a fan, one of dogs from John Davila from Ecuador, Ecuador. Rock, rocking with us tonight, bro. That's, that's, that's cold that's right dope. there. That's, dope. that's real cold. Thank you for listening to the show. And wherever you guys are, if you're in a bar, if you are at home with your family and loved ones, if you're in the car, wherever you are, this is the Buffalo Rumblings vidcast feed. Buffalo Rumblings postgame show intentional groundings. I mean, we are excited to have you guys here with us tonight. Uh, well, we're going to talk about this Buffalo Bills team and this victory against the Miami Dolphins. And you know what we do on the show to kick it off. We, we kind of go to the box score to tell the story. Okay. Now, before we tell the story of what happened tonight, you know, we, we got to talk about the state of the team heading to the game. Now, there was a lot to be said about the offensive output for the game. Could the Bills get the pass game going? How much would James Cook be involved in this game? And then you got to look at from the defensive side of the ball. Could, you know, one of the questions was, can they generate pressure on Tua? Um you didn't see sack numbers, but you did see pressure in terms of getting him off his spot, which was important. And then, you know, we had questions about Sean McDermott situationally. Was he going to pull the right levers to put the Bills in the best position? And I think he did that tonight, folks. So you're talking about 
a high flying offense, Tyreek Hill, and you you put a bottle on them and you put the lid on it and you threw that shit in the ocean. Okay. <laughs> because them boys, it's it's over. It's over now. Like we ain't got to hear about the Dolphins. We're not gonna see them again. It's over. We don't have to look at Christian Wilkins grabbing people's nuts. Oh, we okay? might see him again. We might see him again. It don't matter. Bills <laughs> by a billion. Absolutely. Bills by a billion. <clears throat> hey, up in Orchard. Up in Orchard Park. Yeah. Listen, I'm telling you right now. I, uh, I'm a fan of the of, of the Ravens in terms of like I'm, I'm proud of what they've done this year, but it's going to be really hard for the number one seed to represent the AFC. In the playoffs, it, it just is. I mean, statistically, when you look at that, how many times does the number one seed get to the play get get to the Super Bowl? I'm just saying, the the Ravens could 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 look they, they could you know they've been hot for a long time, and if you're a Ravens fan, that's got to scare you a little bit. The Bills match up well with them, but we got a we got a ways to go before we get to that matchup. Let's talk about what happened tonight, Poe. Uh, you watch film like I do. Absolutely. Um, what do you let's talk about the offense real quick what what do you think about the offense before we jump into the box score i actually have i have less i have less problems with the offense this game than people like yeah 21 points is not that much and but i mean if we kick the field goal instead of turning the ball over in the red zone three times that game's not even close so like mm-hmm. as much as we can as much as we can sit here and dog the offense for really just josh's turnovers yeah. Um they did well. They moved the ball well. Josh threw for a lot of yards and and did other than the turnovers, he did exactly what I thought he was going to do this game. Yeah. Yeah, from a yards perspective, he was phenomenal. Peter um Mira, Miraglia says Allen is their daddy. <laughs> uh, another another thing this this guy with the uh sorry, this injuries may be a problem. I really think I really truly believe that all three of the injuries that we had that ended up sitting would have played had this been a, a true playoff game. I really feel they were being precautionary with the result, T dot, and um, that's my that's my honest opinion. Um, I'm not a doctor or anything, but the way that they were on the sideline, it looked like they could have played. They were just being precautious. Yeah, um, Rasul was still in uniform, okay, uh, on the sideline. So I think it was probably. I mean, I don't know this, but it felt like it's one of those situations where if Dane Jackson got injured. They probably would have rolled um, Rasul back out there or Cam Lewis. Now, yeah. um, I, I think Rasul's going to be okay. Um, Deion Dawkins had a laceration on his hand stitches. He's going to be fine. Uh, mm-hmm. And then you, you mentioned Tyrell Dotson in this game, uh, who's been playing lights out. Um, I don't know what his diagnosis was. Um, he seemed to walk back to the locker room. I, I don't know what his injury was. It's a shoulder thing, and those like. Those, like, you don't want to have it be more injured than what it already is, which is why I think he probably could have played. He probably came back out. Him and Gabe probably both came back out after halftime in their in their sweatsuits, so you just didn't see him. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm almost positive that had this been a true playoff game, they would have played. I think that decision was not made by any coaching staff, any player. I think it was made by the doctors. They said, yo, or by anybody that's not emotional at the time, because we are going to play a playoff game for sure. So we need mm-hmm. them next week. So I, I, I'm pretty sure that was precautions. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and we're going to have to see uh, probably on Tuesday when we get the injury report, what, what it looks like for these guys. But yeah, I mean, there's a level of precaution there. Um, 
But at the same time, you know, those injuries came at a time where the Bills didn't look like they had the game un- under control. Um, so, you, you know, you kind of it, it, it weighs heavy. But, you know, again, we, we will wait and, t- and see what the injury report says. But back to the offense, um, you know, we've talked about the offense being close um, from a pass game perspective. And tonight, you know, we saw some things where it's ugly head now. Um we have to set. We have to talk about Josh Allen's uh, decision making in the red zone, uh, which was poor tonight. Um, I'm okay with it in terms of get it out of your system. But how many times do we have to say with Josh Allen, he's got to get it out of the system? I just think those were bad execution plays in the red zone. You talk about the throw uh, to end the half. I mean, that throw has to be thrown in the end zone. Sean McDermott said it perfectly um, before going to the uh, to to the halftime. And, you know, I get Josh Allen wanting to press and because he really hasn't had great games throwing the ball lately. Um, but the passing game kind of uh, after the first – well, I want, after those mishaps, they kind of got it together. Talk, let's talk about Stephon Diggs and what he was able to do. Yeah, I, I liked what Steph did. And, again, I, I've spoke about this over the last few weeks. I really don't think Diggs is struggling as much as we are – given putting that in there and asking why he's not getting involved, I truly believe that Diggs' struggles have been on the four or five missed 70-plus yard touchdown passes he could have had by Josh over and under throwing him. Um, and those would have added up to 250-plus yards. Like, I, I don't think he's struggling as much. I just think that the, the the deep balls that we're used to them hitting are not hitting right now. Um, which is tough. And you hope at some point they get that. They, and they hit one. Uh, a fade ball towards the end of the third, I want to say one of one of right. the t- little fade balls, nice catch by Diggs, and and they got him going a little bit un- underneath, which is what I mean, what you'd like to see. Um, yeah, Josh, Josh just can't make the decisions that he's been making in the red zone. You got to take right. goals there. Um, I, I mean, two bad, two two bad ones. The fumble is what it is. The the two bad ones are you got to have six points there, and that game is not even close at the end if if we have those six points. So. Yeah, no, this game honestly was played well by the Buffalo Bills, uh, despite the um the mishaps in the red zone. I mean, the Bills really should have blown them out, probably to the tune of 38-14. Um, you talk about the two interceptions. I mean, you take those off the board. Now, I understand you can't take them off the board, but you put up, you know, two field goals there. You know, uh it, it's just a different game. Let's let's talk about the 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 stat sheet though. Josh was 30 of 38. 359 yards, 9.4 yards per, two touchdowns, two picks. He was sacked three times with a 101 rating. Um, the the passing game that you all were looking for from Josh Allen, well, it was there tonight. Uh, they they found Stefan Diggs early and often. Um, Khalil Shakir had a great game. Dalton Kincaid stepped up. I mean, you know, Trent Sherfield. I mean, he we I've talked about not even dressing him. Uh, he, he he had a, a couple big catches tonight. And Deontay Hardy, I mean, th- this is the stuff that championship teams are made of. When yeah. you when the chips are down, you have these unsung heroes make key plays in big time moments. And you know what? If you if you take all the 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 ugly stuff off the board, you look at it and you go, okay, you got guys that are contributing. It's like Steve Kerr hitting a three for the Chicago Bulls back in the day. It's like Robert Ori hitting a, a clutch three-pointer. These are guys, you know, you look at the stat sheet, you go, okay, yeah, like 
they're there, but they they don't they don't really contribute to anything. And all of a sudden, boom, it's the stuff that championship teams are made of. And you can say the Buffalo Bills are champion because they are champions of the AFC East. So um, some things they got to clean up there. Any any more thoughts on the offense there from uh, yeah, Josh I Allen just, and others? I, I've seen this, and like, I don't know how you figure when we were in the red zone twice in two possessions when he was in the game and Josh threw turnovers. So I like – the, the idea that the offense got better at some point, they were just getting, they finally got into the end zone after the punt return. That was the only difference in the previous drives and the turnover drives is they finally got into the end zone on an offensive drive that they should have been doing all along. It had like, had we scored on those two touchdowns that Josh threw a pick that we're looking at a, we're not even, it's not even a competition at the end of this game. So like that, the idea that the offense wasn't, they were moving the ball the entire game. They were yeah, moving they the ball very the well field. the entire game. They did whatever they wanted until they got inside the twenty yard line. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you could, if you want to talk about impact of of Davis being out of the game uh, on the edges in the run game, I mean, you, we saw we saw the Bills try to run those crack tosses and stuff like that to the outside, um, and it's just not the same when when Gabe's not out there. Um, I don't think he had an opportunity to to make an impact in the pass game tonight. Um, now we'll see what that injury looks like. It is a knee. I think you're gonna they're gonna ice it up. He's gonna be fine. Um, but you know, no, I'm not I'm not bagging on Gabe tonight. Um, you know, Gabe had a really good block. I mean, let's talk about that 46 yard reception by Khalil Shakir on the sideline. Um, that that put the Bills in a good position there. That wouldn't have happened if Gabe Davis didn't make a key block. I mean, he he blocked the shit out of that guy and sealed him. And and Khalil Shakir was running down the sideline for 46 yards. Um, you know, those are the kind of things that the glue guys, the 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 plays where guys make, you know, that you go, you don't see it on the stat sheet, but man, when you look at the film, you see guys making big plays. So uh shout out to Gabe Davis on that. Again, I'm not here to shit on Gabe Davis. Uh, that's not what we're doing tonight. Um, Buffalo Bills rushing the ball. So the Bills total with 36 carries, 128 yards, 3.6 yards per carry. Um, I felt like, you know. The running game, it was it was okay at times. Um, you know, we saw playoff Josh Allen tonight. Uh, and what I mean by that is when the chips are down in the playoffs, you know, they run the ball with Josh Allen a lot. And he had 15 carries, 67 yards, which is really good, 4.5 yards per carry. Uh, James Cook, 13 carries, 36 yards, 2.8 yards per carry. And we got to see Leonard Fournette get those um, – uh, Latavius Murray snaps, which I was really uh, impressed with. Seven carries, <laughs> twenty yards. I, I just love the change of pace there. Ty and Johnson take went care out of the ball snaps. <laughs> they take care of the ball snaps at the end of the game. That's when Leonard goes in. So I, yeah, I, I didn't mind it. I've seen some people whining about it. Why is Cook not in the game? And it's because you you go with Leonard. He doesn't fumble. That's not a thing that he does. It's not what he's known for. He doesn't really fumble. So you're protecting the ball, and then if you need a big play, they go to Josh. Yeah, I'm okay with Latavius Murray being inactive for the rest of the season, uh, whatever's left. I, I think, you know, uh, Touchdown Lenny deserves those carries. Um, he looked good. He hit the hole like he needed to. Uh, there were no frills on that. That man ran with vengeance, and I appreciate that. Um, I'd like to see him get more snaps, uh, just, in, you know, in pass pro and, and stuff like that. Um, I, I think he needs to be out on the field more. And he's also uh, a threat in the backfield. Now, James Cook. 13 carries, 36 yards. Uh, you know, his his impact was felt early in the game. I felt like, you know, uh, towards the end of the game, second half, he really didn't make too much of an impact. But, man, you got to – when you talk about James Cook, you, you, you look at him and, and, you know, 
like you're proud of the season that he's had, but man, if you want to be considered a great back, a good back, you have to make those catches when the team needs you most. And again, today he had a touchdown catch in, in, in the end zone and he dropped it. Thoughts on James Cook? I'd say I just like we're not even in that situation where Ty has to go in and we're pressing to get that touchdown and we should have taken the field goal anyways uh, and thrown it out of the end zone if nothing was there. But at the end of it, like James dropped the touchdown pass right before that. So like it's tough. Um, I, I, I like what James Cook brings. I think he's very important to this team. He's good. We're going to need him going forward. Um, for sure it's just it's tough when he's dropping those balls because that's why he's here he's dynamic out of the backfield he's a christian mccaffrey a two-year inversion of like you can put him out receiver you can but like if we're gonna put you at receiver you gotta catch those balls specifically. right right you gotta catch those balls um pause uh you know <laughs> hey so we haven't even got to the bills receiving numbers yet but um the turning point of this game was the punt return touchdown by Deontay Hardy. Um, he's another guy that I would have told you if he was inactive this game, I'd have been like, cool. Like, he don't he don't do nothing anyway. But one thing that he can do is return kicks. And uh, tonight, that's probably the most important possession in the Buffalo Bills season this year was him setting the tone or taking the momentum back. A 95-yard punt return touchdown untouched walks into the end zone man i don't know how you were feeling during the game at that point in time but talk about your feelings uh with with deontay hardy with that punt return touchdown yeah that was important for the offense and it's fine about time special teams makes a play that turns any type of tide for us instead of against us um but it happened and and that helped the offense kind of see the ball go in the end zone it's like shooting a three and seeing the ball go in it just kind of might light a fire um I do think that the way the defense played for the, the majority of this game kind of just like, you know, we're going to keep us in it. Dolphins, if you're going to score, you're going to score in some long-ass drives. And mm-hmm. and for the most part, we're going to play a possession game. And then it got to the point where Hardy got in. It was a very important defensive session the next uh, the next play or the, or the next series, and they came out and stopped him again. That kind of – that return into the defensive series the next was right. the biggest the biggest portion of that game in my opinion. Yeah, it, it totally was. It, it really swung the game open for the Buffalo Bills. I, I feel like once that happened, you could feel the momentum just completely shift. You could feel the, the getting the monkey off your back, if you will, and the Bills just kind of settled in. And this is the and, – and again, and I'm going to go back to this. This is that championship caliber DNA that you need in these moments. Every game isn't going to be pretty. Right. If you ask me, if I had to give a grade on the Bills' performance today, I would say this is their a B minus game for them. Uh, they had so many opportunities uh, to put this game away, and they let they let the Dolphins hang in there by ill advised mistakes by Josh Allen. And that um, B minus is probably carried by the defensive performance so, and the special teams exactly. performance. Like that's it was a rough day for the offense inside the red zone. You probably yep. an F F minus red zone offense, <laughs> but right. Yeah. And you, you look at this red zone offense, uh, they've been second in the league for, for a majority of the season. So, you know, it's one of those things. This is not something that you normally see from the Buffalo Bills offense and Josh Allen. It's just one of those days, right? And I'm not going to point the finger at Gabe Davis because I wasn't in the huddle. I don't know what was supposed to happen, right? 
you could put you could place blame on Josh Allen for throwing that ball to begin with. Um, I mean, I feel like he had time where if Gabe felt like he was going to do the inside release, he could have waited a, a, just a hair longer and thrown that ball to Gabe Davis, or you just throw it away. Um, and I don't know if that was the right route by Gabe Davis to begin with, so I don't know. So I'm not going to criticize him, but what I can say is you have to, as a quarterback, you got to make better decisions uh, in that position. I'll say Go this on that, on that play specifically, like Josh was looking right the entire time. That's an if it is an option route. If that is an, op, I'm not in the huddle. I don't know if it was an option route or not. If that is an option route, either that ball needed to be thrown to the outside or to the inside. You can't throw it at his break spot, even sure. if the, even if that is an option route. He, the option is never to just sit in that spot. It's going to be to break to the right or break to the left. And so that's why, in my opinion, that can't have been uh, like a fault of Gabe's. That ball either should have been thrown to the sideline or or thrown inside. Either way, you probably score. That ball's incomplete. You kick a field goal. So, I, well, I, just, I know you're going to say there is not Gabe's fault because that's your guy. I just no, don't no. know. I'm I don't know who's at fault. I hate when you guys say that. I was, well, on the replay that Chris Collins <laughs> showed, Josh is looking to the right the entire time, turns and throws no, the ball directly you. to the corner. And so, like, regardless of whose fault it was on the out or in, it should have never been thrown directly at the break spot. And that, that's where, like, I'm like, Josh can't do that. You can't just throw this shit up to Gabe when shit gets tough. And they do – or when stuff gets tough. And he does that a lot. And that's why it's, like, it's a, it's a struggle. When when things get rough inside the pocket, he'll just throw it up to Gabe sometimes. And that's where we get the, the interceptions. Yeah, no. Um, Again, Josh Allen shouldn't have thrown the football there. Um. You know, when you when you talk about the the Josh and the relationship with the receivers, um, they got to clean it up. It, it's time to clean that mess up. Like, I, I need them to be in lockstep. Now, for the most part, uh, they play really well today. Hey, we got Jason in here from Jason Stroud from Colorado Springs. Hey, man, we're 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 kinfolk here. Uh, can we talk how huge Balen Specter and Rat played? And uh, from most hated to most loved, Deontay Hardy. Yeah, dude. Uh, Balen Specter came and played. Uh, he played a good game uh, in spite of, um, you know, our guy Tyrell Dotson going out. Um, after that I, first I, series, he played uh, pretty well. He played pretty well. He I did. That, that first series struggled, and it looked a little. He, he looked a little confused, a little off. Kind of got the cobweb shaking out of him, but um, he came back in the next couple series, and he he got a couple TFLs. He had some nice plugs. Like he played well. He did. You know, Balen Spector has always been a see ball, get ball kind of guy. And I think when he settled in and, and he was able, you know, when you got Terrell Bernard man, managing the middle of that defense, it really lends for guys like Balen Spector, Tyrell Dawson to just go and attack, fill the, you know, correct run gaps and stuff. And and he did that well tonight. So, um, you know, who you know who wasn't out there was Dorian Williams. He's, you know, he's been one of my guys I've been pounding the table for, but again, the bills felt like he, he's not ready for that stage. And I can't be mad at it because Bale inspector came in and played pretty well. So, um, Deontay Hardy, as we talked about, uh, didn't have an impact on the receiving end, but what he did do, man, he really, the entire season open. <laughs> right. right. He really, he, Hey, that man broke this game open, and uh, so you know we'll, we'll take we'll we'll take it. Uh, receiving the ball here, Khalil Shakur six receptions, hundred and five yards. Now he did have that long of forty six yards. You were propelled by Gabe Davis on six targets. Khalil Shakur has been consistently been one of the uh, highest receiving percentages in the league. I think he's probably still top ten in the league 
and receiving percentage. Uh, Stephon Diggs gets back up with this. He's got seven receptions for 87 yards. Stephon Diggs played a great game. And I tell you what, this should have been, this should be seven receptions for 160 yards uh, and one touchdown because he was killing Jalen Ramsey once again. So for everybody who says Stephon Diggs has lost a step, he's this, he's that. Let me tell you, Stephon Diggs put a route running clinic on Jalen freaking Ramsey. And, and I'm going to give you some credit here, Poe, because you called it. You said it. Uh, so go ahead and talk your ish, man. No, I I, I Jalen's never covered Diggs well. Jalen's the kind of guy that kind of plays out of phase and he reacts on receivers. And the problem is when you react on Diggs, he's just not where you think he's going to be on his routes. And right. So, um, I, I do think in, in Diggs, people talk about him struggling and I just don't see that. I see some missed balls by Josh, which is unfortunate. It's about four or five. That could have been 70 yep. plus yards. Like I said, and like, um, and he's looking at an extra 300 plus yards, including this game today. And so, um, I, it, I think Diggs is going to be there. We're going to start hitting that. Josh is going to start hitting that at some point throughout this playoff run. Um, and that'll open up so much more that than what we're seeing right now. Like right now they're probably playing a little bit more aggressive because Josh is not hitting the B ball as much. So, um, I, I can't wait until we start hitting that ball. The digs, digs, digs has been, the fact that Diggs has been wide open about five games for 70 plus yard catches should tell you that he hasn't lost a step. Yep, yep, he's torching these guys consistently. And when you play as physical as Jalen Ramsey and you don't stay in phase, uh, Stefan Diggs is one of the best receivers in the league when it comes to release packages and stacking DBs. And so you you do that, and you're going to open yourself up for a world of hurt. So um, great game by Stefan Diggs. Dalton Kincaid with a really couple great catches, one namely on the sideline uh, when he had Melvin Ingram of all players in coverage, uh, Dalton Kincaid really played well tonight and Trent Sherfield uh he had the touchdown catch which great awareness um you know toe tap i mean secured the ball Trent Sherfield looked uh he he really helped himself tonight uh Dawson Knox two catches 22 yards i felt like he was held on a pi uh in the first quarter there the refs didn't call it i felt like the officiating was pretty bad tonight overall horrible. Horrible. it was it was horrible it was very horrible but outside of that I mean, you you know, nothing noteworthy to note, but uh, from the the receiving core was uh, thirty receptions, three hundred fifty nine yards. Because I was a guy that said I was good with Sherfield taking a C two, and we just see what mm-hmm. shorter what shorter has. Like I mean, might as well just see what Justin Shorter has. We we haven't seen nothing for Sherfield all season, and, but like that IQ of him to see where that ball was going and to plant his toes into the ground and lunge like you don't see a lot of you see a lot of receivers like overdo themselves to go there he didn't overdo it he just planted right. his toes in the ground and fell and then try to catch it that was very smart of him and uh it was a big play in this game yeah it was a it was a great play in this game and it kind of and it got the bills on the board here um as we move over to the defensive side of the ball um th- there was nothing that stood out from an individual performance per se i felt like these guys did their 111th and they and they hung in there as a unit um there were different guys that made really good plays um, you know, Jordan Poirier had a had a really good stop on a tight end. Uh, I think that was on the third down. Um, uh, Terrell Bernard again, nine, nine uh tackles, three solo. He was all over the place today. Taron Johnson, man, was a was a dog today, as usual. 
Um, you know, Daquan Jones and Ed Oliver were quiet in this game from a, on the stat sheet, but their presence was felt up front. I really do feel like the Dolphins did a really good job <laughs> up front today. I felt like I thought coming into this game that the Bills would dominate the uh, Miami Dolphins offensive line. But, you know, shout out to um, uh, Mike McDaniel here because he called a really good game offensively um, just with the misdirection, getting the Bills kind of off balance there in the first half. And it opened some things up over the middle of the field and, and some RPO action stuff. So um, Tua Tungavailoa tonight was 17 to 27, only 173 yards. I mean, that that's going to tell you something right there that this Buffalo Bills defense came to play. Um, one touchdown, two picks, man. You, you know, these guys really played their ass off tonight. Uh, Devon A. Chain, I felt like he was going to be the guy if, if you know, without Jalen Waddle, I felt like I, I felt that they needed to use Devon A. Chain more in this game he had 10 carries for 56 yards but you know he really didn't do anything in the past game which was kind of odd to me what are your thoughts on uh a chain i'm i'm not really sure i can't really say how they use him offensively um because usually when mosters there that's when they would use him in the past game more so when he has such a big like they they used him specifically as a run back running back in this game and when he's doing that, I'm sure it's hard as a young guy to to take on both roles. Um, so he had Mostert's role and his own role, and then they had Jeff Wilson in there a little bit trying to get some snaps. But I don't know. I I, I thought a chain on the drives that they scored was big for them. Um, I just never thought that he. I don't think that he was going to be able to do that all game. Like I, the way that. And speaking of Ed and the way that he like they the way all, Miami runs their offense just takes away interior D linemen. Like you can't right. make a choice. Like you can't play fast because you have to wait on all their misdirections and see what's going on and try, try to understand what's going on in the backfield. And the problem with that with Tua is now you can't read the defense and where they're setting up and what's open because you're too busy doing all this stuff in the background. You, so you end up throwing it to a spot. Our defensive backfield is not going to let you throw it to a spot all game. That's just not that's just not what we do. We're not gonna let you throw that big deep ball that you wanted to on third down. I think I said that earlier, um right. earlier in the week. Like that you on third and six, they love to hit the deep ball. Got picked. First play, first series of the game. Like you're not gonna be able to hit that on us. Like we play disciplined defense and and it showed today for sure. Yeah, Christian Benford again has been amazing. He's been he has, I'm telling you, man, that that kid. Dude, he keep put he's stacking great performances together. And and I'm not just talking about the interception, man, but he he made some really good plays in coverage. Um, you know, Dane Jackson, oh buddy. You, you see why the Bills went and got Russell Douglas because Dane Jackson, he he doesn't play in phase well. Um, you know, he's he's out of position with you know, he had a few penalties on him. I, and I get that this is his he hasn't played much ball lately, but He's a veteran cornerback, and you I you expect better results from him in that position. Uh, so, you, you know, you hope to God that Rasul Douglas can get back in the game because he, the good <laughs> news is you don't really have to worry about too much next week with the Pittsburgh Steelers coming to town, right? But, but you know, so if Rasul needs to take another week, uh, get a week to, to get it together, fine. But, man, Dane Jackson out there, boy, he really leaves a lot to be desired. Um, I will say with Dane – that's a very hard wide receiver core to come in and like, or even offense in general to come in and play against. Um, I thought he did 
what we I expected him to do in that game. He's a good backup. Like that's that's what that's the reason they went and got a corner is because they they had a good backup and he was starting for us. And so I I don't really mind too much how Dane played it. It is he is not like he's not a, he's, he's not a backup. A yeah, he's a backup. He's a good depth special teams cornerback. Yeah. So you know, is this one of those things where you you want him to come in and fare better? But uh, again. And, you know, we, we were talking about um, Terrell Bernard and who who played really well, but Christian Benford. I mean, he's been lights out. Um, you know, I feel like, and, and back to the, I want to make this point about the offense real quick. And tell me what you think about this. Oh, by the way, Falcons fire Arthur Smith that just came down the pipe. Um, Josh Allen, man, he's got to when when Fangio says, you know what, we're going to send the house repetitively. Josh Allen, again, he has to make better decisions under pressure. You have to find your hot and get rid of the ball. And I felt like he did a poor job of that in the first half. The second half, he he said, okay, Dalton, you're going to be my hot route guy. And, and when you see when you see this coverage, I want you to, you know, in breaking route because I got to get rid of the ball quick. And I think Dalton Kincaid really helped him out there. Well, Fangio, if I'm not mistaken, he runs that shell defense like we do generally. And so I'm sure the first half of this game, Josh was not expecting them to come out, play hard man, and and bring a lot of pressure like they did. And it was a great adaptation at halftime to come out with Kincaid and kind of play that Cole Beasley role that used. Josh used to be one of the better blitzed quarterbacks in the NFL. Under uh, uh, because he had Cole there, who was kind of a hot route guy, and now Kincaid is kind of taken into that role and 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 Shakir a little bit. Yep. And and when they realize it, they just got to realize it a little bit faster that yo they're they're blitzing you a lot. Like let's get these balls quickly out of out of your hands. So um, I I do think he adapted well in the second half. I just think that the struggles in the the third kind of overwhelmed it as far as a view. Yeah, as a veteran quarterback, you you want to see him fare better in those situations in the first half. It shouldn't take a half for you to kind of get that together. However, um, you you mentioned uh, Khalil Shakir, Dalton Kincaid. Uh, that's what it takes moving forward. I think it's great that to have that on tape now because you know it's gonna you know teams are gonna have to say okay, like if we come at him like that, he's gonna be getting rid of the ball quick. Um, so yeah, I think you're right. Like, I felt like Josh wasn't ready for that kind of caught him off guard. And, you know, the, the good thing about all that is as a coaching staff, we're, they made adjust the necessary adjustments to get this game back in order. So, yeah. um, shout out to Sean McDermott who yeah. called a, another great defensive game. Now, nobody should be coming in here talking crap about Sean McDermott. Not only did he call a great defensive game, situational football he was good at because he said you know what we're gonna hey i'm not gonna be conservative we're gonna put it down your, you, know, we're, we're, you know we're gonna put it down your throat here uh pause you know but you know you get my drift here yeah. uh let's talk about sean mcdermott real quick um i think I, everything else um people were complaining about the timeouts like at the in the first half he used two of them to get the ball back with as much time as they did and they had one left, and then they called it to make sure that they got the first down so we don't give Miami mm-hmm. the ball back on third and four. So I don't have a problem with the way he used timeouts. Um, the one – I I could have been mistaken because I heard the announcer say it would have been a 55-yard field goal. I would like to see Bass kick that and make that. And Man. I know I know everybody was calling for the quarterback sneak, and, and to, don't get me wrong, if we're – three yards further back, I'm good with the quarterback sneak. But I think Bass can make a 55, especially in Miami. And so I'm not he sure. Can. 
I'm not sure. I haven't seen a miss a, a deep a miss a deep field goal. Most of his misses are like 35 on a windy day, and like <laughs> I, I just well, I would like to see them trust Bass to make a field goal that depth. They're gonna have to in the playoffs. Now yeah. we did see him screw it up in uh you know against the Eagles where he missed a a pretty I think a 49 yard field goal or something like that. But um yeah no I mean the good news there is Bass has been able to hit those in the past. Now this consistency with him has not been there this season. Um so yeah you know at least would cause some concern. Uh so I was I was happy that they decided to roll the dice um and just go for it. Um. I like that, you know. I think, you know, shout out to the Bills analytics team, right? For 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 getting those uh those situations up there. McDermott pulling the right levers. Again, McDermott, he he won a coaching challenge tonight as well uh, on that Tyreek Hill incompletion. So the coaching staff did a really good job to put these guys in position tonight. And I think, you know, if you're a Bills fan, uh regardless of where you stand on the spectrum of Sean McDermott, you have to give them the benefit of the doubt uh because they really did a good job tonight. Uh, Joe Holler, thank you for watching the show, man. He says, how concerned do we need to be about the Steelers? Um, you know, I'll let you handle take that one first, and then I'll kind of wrap it up there with the Steelers. Um, I, it's the playoffs. You have to be concerned about everybody. You go into every game as if you're playing the best team in the NFL. Um, I do think that the Steelers are as one-dimensional of a football team on offense as it gets in the playoffs right now. And so you're just not going to be able to do that, in my opinion. Um, against his defense, um, fully healthy, I'll say. And so um, I don't I don't see them scoring many points at all, and their defense is good. So it's going to be on Josh to kind of take care of the ball. We're going to have to get the ball out, run the ball well. Um, their, their defensive end. Now, T.J. Watt is missing, and that is a big loss. I, I'm not sure if he's going to be able to play. They said it was like a grade three In MCL weeks, spring. Yeah. Yeah, so like, and that's a huge loss for them because now Josh is a little bit more comfortable back there. I, I don't see, as far as worrying about anybody, you always, you go there and play your best ball in the playoffs, but um, I'm not mad about this matchup. Yeah, no, man, this is a game where I feel like the Bills um, should come in and really win this game. And I'll tell you a reason why I feel like the Bills have a, a slight edge in this game. Well, you know, you do mention that they are a one-dimensional team. Uh, you know, they're not going to be able to run the ball um, as much as they want to because I think I feel like the Bills are going to get up on them and turn on offense quickly. Um, so, you know, you you have Deontay Johnson and, and George Pickett who who've been playing well as of late, but you know they're not um, necessarily burners on the outside, and that fits really well with what the Bills do defensively. You know, they're going to keep those guys in front. And and I think you got – because you have two physical corners in, in uh, Rasul Douglas and, and Benford that, you know, it's they're going to ha- they're going to make Rudolph or whoever the quarterback is throw in the tight windows. And I think the Bills are going to get a couple turnovers off that. So um, it's not a great matchup for the Steelers here, to be honest. The fact that you are going to Buffalo, the Bills play pretty good at home as well. Um, I, I do expect the Bills to be able to run the ball now that T.J. Watt's not there. Now, Cam Hayward is a, is a great defensive tackle, and they still got a few guys over there. So, you know, um, but I, I think the Bills are going to be too much in, uh, on offense um, for the for the Steelers to catch up. So if you get up, you know, 7-0, 10-0, now the Steelers are going to have to play catch up. And we're talking about an offense that's not explosive uh, to try to keep up with the Bills. So the Bills know that coming in this game, they're going to have to come out and they're going to have to start fast. 
Any any disagreements there? None. I if you get Mason Rudolph into a situation where he has to throw the ball 25, 30 times a game, you're not losing that game. So um, yeah, no, I think it's good. <laughs> yeah. So I they I think they hit three balls and three of their six touchdown catches are three five yard slants that Deontay Hardy and George Pickens have th- uh, thrown for 70. Like it was a 70 yard catch for touchdown on three slants. And so I'm not, that's not happening. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think it's not. Yeah. I agree with you there. Um, but outside of that, uh, I wanted to talk about Osiris Torrance before we get up out of here. Um, you know, some will say it's a rookie wall, but when you look at Osiris Torrance from a pre-draft perspective, you know, I think your inefficiencies get highlighted toward the end of the season and going into the playoffs. And uh, he's been worked again. You know, again, Christian Wilkins is re- a really good defensive tackle, but man, it's he's getting beat the same way each and every week. You know, if, you, if he faces guys that um, are, are, you know, quick footed uh, or Cyrus Torrance has a hard time responding. Uh, I feel like hand placement is something that he can fix foot speed. I don't think he can fix that. Um, so, you know, you're you're seeing a liability here. I mean, he allowed some pressures to Christian Wilkins tonight. Um, and it, it just, you know, I, I felt like the pressure that caused Josh Allen to fumble. Now, Josh Allen has a hold on to the football, but it was that pressure where Christian Wilkins just straight worked him front. He he faked a uh, an outside move and went inside, and and Osiris Torrance had no answer for that. So if you're the Bills, you there's some concern there. Um, he is a rookie, and I and I feel like you know he can improve and get better. But if he wants to be a starting right guard for this football team moving forward, he is gonna have to do some real work this off this off season. Now he's had some good moments, but lately he has not looked the part. Um, thoughts on him? I he I mean this is his first uh, NFL season and most of the time his season would have been over already at ten games so like I'm not I, I do think that he's had a little bit of a transitional period of playing those extra six that they play in the NFL and that's tough for rookies there's some rookies that can play through it there's some rookies that struggle when it gets late in the season um, but it's good this is good practice for him this is good uh, develop developmental position for him um, I think in the playoffs right. you get a little extra juice um, because it's the playoffs as a rookie that idea that it's the playoffs will just give you a little bit more juice um, but he I mean he's he's he struggled a little bit but I, I didn't I don't mind the struggles that he's had he's been fairly solid for the most part yeah no I'm I'm concerned um, I, I, I think you know long term uh, I, I think it's something that you got to take a look at Um you know, if you want to bring in some competition for him next offseason, um, I'd be okay with that. You know, there's a few guys that uh, are available in the draft that you can get in the third, fourth round that I think would be solid additions. Uh, Zach Zinter, uh, All-American guard from Michigan, uh, who who's broke. He has a broken leg, so he's going to fall. You know, you might want to take a look at him in the third round if he's available. And there's some other guys that I can point out too. But um, you know, we'll we'll get into draft talk later. But let's talk about these uh the wild card round this weekend uh that's coming up and the times for those games, and then we'll get up out of here. So uh we have the Browns and the Texans. The Texans won the AFC South, and they're gonna face Joe Flacco and these Browns on uh Saturday at two, well, two thirty my time. <laughs> Um, well, that might be Eastern. I'm not sure, but, um, I, I like that game for the Browns. Um, now, the, you know, CJ Strauss going to give him something to think about, which is, it's going to be, that's going to be a really good game. It's going to be a really good game. Um, it's and then also matchup. you, 
it is a weird matchup, weird right? Matchup. You just don't you, – you look at the Browns' defense, it's, it's really good, and then you look at, you know, the upstart Texans, it's like, yo, they, they could catch fire and beat anybody on any given Sunday, right? So um, I think that's going to be one I'm going to be looking at. And then you got the Dolphins and the Chiefs. So the Dolphins are going to have to go to Arrowhead. They didn't mention on the broadcast tonight that it's going to be like 10 degrees uh, in Kansas City this weekend. That's going to be the Saturday night game. So the Dolphins, you got the Bills now. You know, they did play the Chiefs early in the season. The Chiefs got the best of them. We're going to see what the Dolphins look like. Andrew Van Ginkle, not going to be available, I don't think, uh, for that upcoming game. You know, the Dolphins take another major blow to their defense. And, you know, that might be the recipe that the the Chiefs need to uh, get a dub here. Now, again, like I'm a little – it's just frustrating that the Chiefs get a uh, – they get to host a home game. But uh, what are your thoughts on that game? Um. <clears throat> I mean, anything could really happen in that game. In that specific game, anything could happen. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not. I don't think either one can. Like either one could come out and put up thirty if they wanted to. But I just the receivers. I'm. I'm always gonna trust Patrick Mahomes. He's the best quarterback in the NFL. So, um, sure. I, I would think I would take Patrick Mahomes over over to in that matchup. And then you got on uh, Sunday, you got the Packers and the Cowboys. Uh, Jordan Love having a, a great season. Takes on Dallas Cowboys uh, in Dallas. That's going to be a really good game there. Um, Dallas has a really good defense. So do the Packers. Um, you know, the Packers have these young wide receivers and Jordan Love. And, you know, they've looked pretty good the past few weeks. I mean, Jordan Love's been playing as, as good or as be- or better than uh, any quarterback in the league the past five, six weeks. And so uh, that's going to be a fun game. And then on the Sunday slate, you have the Bills and the Steelers um, at, at 1 p.m. there, which is going to be nice. I love that the Bills-Steelers is early. You know, we can kind of take care of these Steelers, get it out of the way. And then you have the NFL wild card, uh, Rams and Lions. That's going to be an interesting game because, you know, Sam Laporte is going to be out for for the foreseeable future. Um, with a, I think he had an MCL sprain. And, and then the Rams, I mean, look, you know, you, you're talking about Matthew Stafford against uh, Jared Goff, who they, tra- you know, they made a trade for each other there. I think that's going to be a really, really good game. So I'm, I'm excited about that. Your thoughts on any one of those games? Um, I think the Dallas game is going to be a smoke show. I think this is a perfect Dallas. Like, I, if, if I was to see a script, Dallas come out, smoke the, the Packers at home because it's at home. Mm-hmm. Then they have to go out to the road at some point and get smacked. And it's just like it's it's one of those games to give the Cowboys fans a little bit of juice and to talk crap, to get interested, right. and then to mm-hmm. just rip the rug out from under them. <laughs> so I, I can see that being a smoke show. And then uh, the, I do like the Detroit Lions game. That The Rams have hit uh, fire at the right time, and the Lions are a team that could come out. And for the most part, they've been consistent, but they can kind of come out and put a dud on you. So – um, it'll be interesting to watch that game. Yeah, and then, you know, to, to finish it off, the Monday night game, uh, the NFL does the Monday night football uh, wild card round of the top off wild card weekend. You have the Eagles and the Buccaneers. And if you are an Eagles fan, damn, <laughs> you have to be just beside yourself. You, you don't have any confidence because that team is a shell of himself. Uh, you know, you, you hear Nick Sirianni kind of rah-rah and it's not working. Uh, you you know, Jalen Hurts kind of I dislocated or broke a finger today. I don't know what his availability is going to be, and, and you lose to the effing Giants, bro. Just like, <laughs> brah. Just to say that, but th- they're where, like, as a fan base, they're where we were when we were six and six. The difference in the two teams is what kind of leaders do you have on your team? That can, can you pull yourself out from this? T- 
this this tunnel that you've dug for yourself? Or are you gonna? I mean, can you do something about it? Can you step up and 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 have you have vet guys on that team that'll that'll let you run through the roller coaster of the season right. and and turn it around? Or are you just gonna lay down and die, which is what they've been doing? They lost to the Cardinals. They lost to the Cardinals last week, and they lost to the Giants this week. Two of the worst teams in the NFL. Yeah. No, I you know I agree. So. You know that's the slate for the uh, for the wildcard weekend, man. Uh, again, the Buffalo Bills are AFC East champions. Let that sink in for a minute. Again, we talked about early in the show. The Bills were six and six, and not many thought that the Bills would take the AFC East crown four years in a row. Jay Poe had the script. He told us what was going to happen. Uh, you know, we were confident that the Bills could get this thing going. And, and boy, did they do it. And not only did they do it, but, you know, from the side of the ball that no one really had hope for, which was the defensive side of the ball, they kind of got it together and they sh- they're they shutting people out. Now, I'm not talking about zero burgers, but boy, you look at the Dolphins. Dolphins only scored 14 points. Tua didn't have 200 yards passing. Again, the Bills did a really great job on uh, Tyreek Hill, seven catches, 84 yards. I mean, listen. Give your flowers to Sean McDermott because he, you know, that article is probably one of the best things that happened to them this season because he's really, since that time, he's really put it in the gear. So uh, shout out to the Buffalo Bills. Shout out to the AFC East champions, baby. Uh, dude, it's, this has been a wild ride, man. I know you're going to be at the game uh, this weekend in the box, in the press, and, you know, all the – you know, all the love to, to Jordan and uh, what the Bills have been able to do in the secondary because uh, these boys are going to unleash the beast on the Steelers on Sunday, man. And it's going to be pretty epic to see. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm excited. So with that being said, let's wrap up this show. You are listening to the Intentional Grounding Podcast right here on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast feed. I am your host, Sterls for the girls and my dog over there. Oh, bro, Poe. That's my dog right there. And you know what? We've been telling y'all for weeks what these Bills are going to do, and they've done it. They have done it to the tune of AFC East champions four years in a freaking row. So for all of you football fans out there, wish me good luck to, uh, tomorrow night. My, my Wolverines are going to take <laughs> on the Washington Huskies for the national championship game. And so I could literally have one of the best football weekends of my entire life. My Bills won the AFC East, and they're the number two seed, and my Wolverines are in a pretty good position to win a national title. So we'll, you know, wish me good luck tonight, man. I'm going to go celebrate this this dub and the dub that we're going to get tomorrow. You are listening to the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast feed, and we're out of here. Go Bills. Go Bills. (laughs)